my beautiful friend. I'm so glad you're here today for such an important topic. We're going to be diving pretty deep into what to do when we're feeling really torn and often guilty and pulled between the tensions of work and family or of the home and our work, of motherhood, of marriage, and our career. And I think so many of us can feel so stuck in this and so frustrated in this because it's it's like we can't win either way. We feel guilty no matter what. We either feel guilty in putting our family first or on the other end of the spectrum, worried that we're not giving enough to our family. We're not doing enough for them. And so in the work environment, we can oftentimes feel like we're going to be judged or we are judged or perceived as less committed or capable or that we're going to automatically be a lower performer if we're putting our family first or we're navigating those stigmas against motherhood or on the other end of the spectrum, when we are working, when we're just doing our best in the work environment and in also in the balancing act, we can sometimes feel like we are giving our family the leftovers of us and that doesn't sit right either and worried if our kids are going to be okay, if we're not spending enough time with them, if we're you know, neglecting our home, if we are allowing somebody else to raise them more than us. I think these are things that a lot of us just naturally are worried about as mothers. And for so many of us too, if, especially in the military, if we've got long or kind of demanding work days, oftentimes we come home and we're, we're almost feeling like we're too exhausted to give our best to our kids or to our spouse and to be truly 100% present with them. We feel frustrated, like we can't give 100% in each of these areas of our life. And to be honest, this in so many different seasons of my work life and my military life and my entrepreneurial journey, like all of these things, this has weighed very heavily on my heart. And so I feel you. I, I completely get it. It's easy to feel like there's not enough time to be with the kids, to nurture my marriage as I want to, like there's enough time to exercise how I want to. My house is much more of a mess than I'd like it to be, especially during the busy work weeks. It's easy to feel like I'm constantly either just trying to keep up or always behind or trying to catch up in some way, or like my family deserves more of me. So what can we do when we find ourselves experiencing these tensions or these guilts and we want to ensure we're doing what's best for our family? I want to empower you with some steps that you can take. And these are what has helped me to move out of that place of feeling like I was just a victim to all of my circumstances and all of those situations that the military was throwing at us as a family. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So many moms, so many women, I would say in general, in the military end up weighing the decision of whether or not to stay in for this exact reason. Because we either don't feel called to or fulfilled by it anymore, we feel like the cost is not necessarily worth it for our family, for our mental health, for our physical health, or we feel forced to choose between because the combination of the policies and you know the time commitments, the demands, the instability of life, all of these factors are at play. And I feel it all right here with you in it. And so, so many of us can feel like the cost of 
doing business or the cost of succeeding in work or succeeding in our careers inevitably has to be the sacrifice of our family and also of our sanity and our own peace. But I want to encourage you that there's another way that God doesn't want this for you. So let me give you some examples of where we can kind of feel this guilt and feel torn on a day-to-day basis first. So I know many of us feel this when it comes to starting our family or growing our family and trying to figure out that timing or whether to be open to it at this time or not, feeling you know obligated to give our best to the mission and understanding that there will be physical limitations potentially when it comes to a pregnancy. Another one is taking time to pump during a workday. So many of us can feel really guilty around that. Another one could be setting more boundaries with work or, you know, really wanting to spend more time with their families, but also feeling obligated to stay really late at work because that's the expectation around us and what all the leaders above us are doing. And that's the culture that's established. It's kind of idolizing the time we're spent at, spending at work as the measure of our commitment instead of the quality of our work itself. Or it could be weighing the option of whether or not to you know, take a career opportunity that would be potentially best for, I'm putting in air quotes, best for your career success or your development because you feel like it would not necessarily serve your family best. So for example, in the army, we now have policies that allow us to defer a deployment or certain other kinds of things like that that pull us away from our family during the first year or so of our baby's life. And it can be easy to feel guilt around deferring that opportunity, it can be easy to feel like that's what's expected of us is to go even though we have the choice whether or not to. We can feel like we don't really actually have permission to put our family first. Or maybe it's turning down another career opportunity so that you can keep your family together or you can spend more time with your kids. And I know for my first couple of years after having Matthew, our older son, I felt like in order to be successful in the army, I'd have to neglect my family. And I wasn't going to accept that. And so for so long, I was discerning whether or not to get out right at the five-year mark when, we, when our commitment after graduating from West Point ends. And I remember I actually recently came across an old conversation I had with a fellow West Point graduate from a couple of years ago. So this was, you know, when I was really struggling with just what it was taking to be a mom in the military and how my priorities were shifting and how my desires were shifting. And I was just struggling a lot in my own mental health as just in addition to my physical health too. And I was in a high operational tempo with work demands. I was constantly out for field training, away from my baby, away from my family. And it was a really difficult time for me. And I came across this conversation that I had, and it was really cool to reflect back on this, but I know this is where I was. And so if any of you are in the same place, I just want you to know I really empathize with you. And these are still things that I'm discerning today. So this was a, she was a fellow West Point graduate. Um, she you know, had graduated a number of years ahead of me, and she was also a small business owner. And so I really admired her, and I followed along with her blog and um, the different things that she uh, put out there into the world. And she just had a really beautiful family. And I remember I was talking with her about discerning whether or not to stay in the Army. And I was sharing just where I was at and how, you know, we had a few more years left and I was really starting to discern whether God was calling me to leave after my five-year commitment was over. And I told her I would really love to continue to grow our family and to pour into it like as the heart of our home and our family. And I also would love to be able to have more space to pursue the passions that the Lord has given me 
But in so many ways, I felt like, I literally told her, I feel like the army is stifling this. Both of those things, like my call to be more present with my family and, and give my family my best, but then also those passions that the Lord has given me where I feel like he's uniquely calling me to serve. And so, you know, she told me for her, it was an easy decision because she didn't feel called to be in the army anymore. But she said it was still really hard to close that door or that chapter of her life since it was a big part of who she was and who she became. And, you know, I, as I, as we kind of continued to talk, I really was like, I could potentially see myself doing something more specialized within the army, um, something that does feel more life-giving to me. But that was the thing I was like, I want some work that feels life-giving because I've always been so driven to make an impact. But since having Matthew, it's just put life into perspective more and showed me how needed I am within my family in a way that just, I felt like I didn't see until I became a mother. And now I had felt like in order to be successful, like I said, in the military, I'd have to neglect my family. And I was like, if not as the usual default, at least for certain time frames, when really oh, they're really high demand seasons or it's deployments or field training times and constant moves and all of these things. And I was like, I do not want my family to get the leftovers of me. That is not okay to me. And so I was looking for you know, ultimately I was like, I, I want to feel more fulfilled and more aligned and to be able to do what's best for my family and also to be able to serve and make an impact in the ways that I'm called to. And so if you're in this place too, I want to give you some practical tips today that have helped me move out of that place of constant guilt and of that tension and feeling very conflicted between those things so that you can really show up more fully to what matters most to you and know that you are putting your family first, even if you are in situations and circumstances where it feels really hard to do so. And it feels very countercultural to do so like it often does in the military. So we're gonna go through what that look can look like for you today. Number one, ask God for the grace and the clarity to discern exactly how he's calling you to respond. So when it comes to our circumstances, we can't always control those things, right? And especially in the military, when so much of our life, our work life, our schedules, where we're stationed, what our timelines look like, all of these things are dictated to us, right? And for many of us, we don't even know necessarily what the next year is going to look like, let alone like several months, because we could be asked to deploy at any time. And the mission is supposed to always come first. But in those situations, what can we do? We can surrender to the things that are outside of our control and then take responsibility with the Lord, partnering with the Lord for what is within our control to steward. And so I specifically want you to think about the time and the energy you do have. How are you using that? How are you just responding to and making the most of your circumstances? And if you always invite the Lord in, he will show you how to be at peace with your situation and also to be able to move and to take action and to make decisions in the way that he wants you to. Because we're never stuck. We're never stuck. And we can always trust that he has us where we're meant to be, even if we don't feel called to stay there over the long run. And that's kind of, I think, the piece that I've had to come to when it comes to military life and timelines and service commitments and obligations, because it's easy to feel trapped if we don't feel like this is what's honoring our, our most important priorities. But how can you honor your priorities in the midst of whatever your circumstances look like, even if you can't change those things? And you would if you had the full freedom to do so. All right. So that's the first one. Number two, elevate your mindset. So we're going to keep talking about how important our mindset is because as I've dove into this, as I've done a lot of personal growth in this area and coupled with spiritual formation, because we can merge together human formation and spiritual formation, and that's what God calls us to do. Mindset is a big part of that. So we can identify the thoughts that are not serving us and they're not serving the people that we love. 
Or we could also look at those thoughts potentially that are not true and that are not honoring the Lord. And then we can recalibrate those because that's what is going to enable us to both show up most fully to the people that we love, how we actually want to. And it will also help us be much more compassionate with ourselves. And I really want to encourage you, you can grow in this tremendously and it makes all the difference in the world. And I am so passionate about this. I was certified through Metanoia Catholic Mindset Coaching, and it is it was just an incredible, incredible journey, myself going through it, and the fruit that has come from it in my own life and in my client's life. And this is one of the tool sets that I bring within my coaching. And it has just made all the difference in the world, learning some of these things in a very practical way. Like, what does it look like to unblock ourselves from the grace God wants to give us? And so much of our struggles when it comes to mindset is actually about that. It's about allowing the Lord to help us renew our minds, as scripture calls us to. Then number three, so moving from mindset, now level up your skill set. So we can absolutely grow in strategies and practical mastery of how to time manage better, how to optimize the time that we do have, how to set better boundaries to protect our priorities, how to you know build resilience, meal planning of taking care of the home, of all of these things that we get so bogged down with on a day-to-day basis, can we look at it instead of feeling defeated and can we look and say, how can I grow in this area? Maybe I haven't been taught these skills or I haven't grown in them to the point now where my demands are requiring of me. So how can I just skill up to meet that next level of demand? Because the reality is every single big stage in our life, whether it's starting a new job, whether it's you know getting more leadership responsibility within our job or getting a promotion, or whether it's starting marriage or becoming a mother, like every single one of these major seasons of life require us to level up to all the demands on our plate because otherwise what's gonna happen is if we don't skill up and we don't scale up both in our practical skills, but also our mindset, it's going to overtake us. We're going to feel like we're drowning because we haven't risen to the occasion. And so just look at it as an opportunity to grow. And again, God wants us to grow. And so what are those ways that you can just seek additional support and help? And whether it's role models, mentors, a community of women around you to support you in it, or practical tools. Do not be defeated, but instead look for solutions. And that's really what I want to encourage you in in that step. Number four, decide who you want to be and cast a vision. So this is really more related to our self-image. So if I feel super stuck because I'm not able to spend as much time with my kids as I want to, or I'm not able to take care of the home in the ways that I necessarily want to because I just don't have the time given my work schedule, then how can I instead focus on deciding who I want to be in the moments I do have and truly actually taking time to process through that and to cast a vision for who you want to become because otherwise we're just going to fall into our default of who we are now but how you know how we are interacting right now some of those you know pitfalls we might be falling into in terms of not showing up necessarily how we want to as a mother or as a wife we don't have to stay stuck there like we can decide who we want to be and we can show up as that person like literally with just making the decision and committing to it and reminding ourselves of that every single day. And so something like very simple example is before I pick up the kids at daycare, sometimes I do this and sometimes I forget, but the days that I remember to do it, I show up a lot better and more intentionally. So decide what kind of a mom do I want to be when I greet my kids at daycare or when you know, I first see my husband after a long day at work, like who do I want to be for him or for them? 
and how do I want to show up? And actually just being intentional about forming that vision in my mind and then stepping into that person that God is calling me to be. Like That's just so empowering. And we all have the ability to choose how we're showing up. And so that's what I just want to encourage you to do. And I took the time to write that out. And I was like, I was really growing and wanting to be a more present mother in this last season, I would say. And so I just wrote out like, what does that look and feel like and sound like? And for both my family and for me, and that is just what enables us to step into that more fully. So I encourage you to do the same thing. And then also remember, how do you want to show up in your work environment? And so we can take that step back and we can ask ourselves, what is the legacy we want to leave behind? You know, what, who do I want to be in my work environment, in my organization? What kind of impact do I want to have? And remember that we can we can do it differently than the world's way. You know, we can grow in our ability to both discern God's way, which is different than the world's, and we can also grow in the courage to step forward in faith when it takes that. So when it comes to those moments where we feel pressure to sacrifice our family for our work, we can do it differently, but we have to grow in courage and willingness to do it differently and to sometimes be unpopular in that, right? And that's not easy but something that we can do more easily when we cast that vision for who we decide that we want to be. Okay, and then number five, grow in discipline. And I think this is something that is huge when it comes to time. So here I want you to just be aware of the things that are sucking your time and also sucking your ability to be present with the people that you love and your priorities. So phone and social media, probably the biggest one for me and probably for you as well. So how can we just set better boundaries there? And then another thing for discipline is scheduling our priorities in. You know, we schedule all the things like doctor's appointments, we show up to all of our meetings, we, you know, there's those things that are non-negotiable for us, but like, how are we actually showing up to the things when we take that step back and we assess what our actual priorities are? Are we scheduling those things in enough? Are we protecting them in our days? Or are those things falling to the wayside because everything else that is deemed urgent by everybody else around us or the world or our job environments or whatever are overtaking what's most important? Don't let that happen. You can learn how to protect your priorities more. And also be willing to set boundaries to protect your peace, especially from influences that are more toxic in your life. So if you're falling into a lot of distraction or, you know, you have these tendencies to fall into a lot of maybe comparison or insecurities like just take note of what are those things that are impacting your peace throughout the day and can you start to set more boundaries there you can control a little bit of what you let in to your heart and your mind because that also will inevitably bleed into how you interact with other people and it will shape your values we like if we like it or not it it will so i just think it's so important to be very intentional about that and Another thing is just saying no. Part of growing in discipline, I think, is part of growing in the skill set of saying no in order to allow more room for a bigger or greater or better yes. So we can build in those things more intentionally. And that's what I encourage you to do when it comes to growing in discipline. Number six, this is kind of related, but commit to just being present in the little ways. So I know we oftentimes have this expectation of ourselves, like, oh, I want to be a more present mom, or I'm frustrated, I can't give 100% in these areas of my life. But just define for yourself a little bit more explicitly how you could do that in little ways. Like, what does being present look like to you? Again, what does it look like and feel like? And what are those little things you can commit to? So for example, do you know your husband and your kids' love languages? Do you know little things that fill their cup and make the biggest difference for them? 
And are you shaping the way that you show up to them in the same way? And then, you know, are we communicating how loved they are, how appreciated they are? Are we setting aside those distractions again? And sometimes when it comes to learning how to set boundaries, let's just say with our phone or social media, it can be really hard to like cut ourselves off completely. So start small. Maybe give yourself like a 15 minute interval to start. It sounds really simple, but 15 minute interval to be, be very present without any distractions for your child and play with them. 10 minutes to have a heart-to-heart conversation with your spouse about something that's weighing on you or a way that, you know, you you just want to open up to them about something. Just let them in more and ask them how they're really doing. Because oftentimes we can just feel like passing ships, right? In the busyness of life, we can be great teammates potentially with our spouse, but feel like we're still disconnected a little bit. And that's really easy to get caught up in when things are very crazy during the work weeks, especially. And then the last one is number seven, work as a team and habit stack. So this is something I encourage my ladies in my group coaching community often. Whenever we're trying to establish a new habit and we're trying to add on something that's like positive, that will be positive um, and a good influence in our life, it can be something that we end up getting stuck in the trap of perfectionism with because we can feel like if we can't do it perfectly, it's not worth doing it at all. Or we get caught up in, oh, I don't have the time and energy to do that additional thing that I really wanted to do, even though it's a good thing that will help me and be beneficial. And so what I encourage you to do instead is look at what are those things I, I really have to do that are already deeply ingrained in my you know rhythm and routine of life that I can just connect with this. So like, for example, you know, we probably all have to fold the laundry <laughs> at some point. And maybe for you, that laundry pile is always mounting or you you never really get to folding, but you actually, you at least wash your clothes. I know for us, laundry is just one of those things that's really hard to keep up with. And I feel like the more, you know, with more kids, it becomes even harder. But, um, but this is something like if I put on a podcast or if I put on some praise and worship music while I am folding my laundry, it can be a million times more enjoyable and it can become something that fills my cup in addition to me serving my family. And another thing to do, for example, with laundry would be like looking at it as a time of prayer. How can I pray for the people that I'm folding the laundry for? <laughs> you know, like another one that I love is um, when I go for runs, like I really try to take that as a time for prayer and for reflection and just communion with God. And oftentimes it's like, it's a physical release, oftentimes of stress, right? When we run, but it can also be a spiritual release and a deep, just a deep communion time with him. And so I encourage you to think about what that could look like for you. Another one could be, you know, if you are a stay-at-home mom or if you have to exercise for, you know, whatever reason with your kids around, make it fun and enjoyable and make it like something that is engaging for them too. And it doesn't have to be an either or, and it doesn't have to be super perfect. It can look completely messy because you're either got kids climbing on you or whatever, but like, don't be afraid to, to give them the chance to be part of the workout with you. I know, I mean, my, my older son is 40 pounds and my younger son, who's a year old is 30 pounds. And so like, they're a good weight for me to squat up and down and to do that, um, you know, consistently is pretty challenging. And so you can incorporate them in and it can be an integrated time. And so, and another one that we love is grocery shopping as a family has just been really fun here at this duty station because they have those fun carts that have like the little, um, the little cars where they have two kids seats and they have the little wheels. So they get to spin the wheels around while they're like, quote unquote, driving the carts. (laughs) And our boys just love it. They have the time of their life going through the grocery store with us. And so just make the little things fun. And 
habit stack. So whatever you want to add that's a beneficial part of your life that helps you to show up better, that helps you to just be filled. How can you combine that with something you're already doing or that you are having to do to serve your family? You know what I mean? And so how can that become something that's more joyful for you and more enjoyable for everybody across the board? And another thing, the last thing I would say for us as a family that's been really fun, especially as Matthew has gotten older, now that he's three, it's easier to do this, but like, how can we involve them in the household chores? So if like, let's just say Saturday morning is our time to get a few things done around the house, like we're going to be vacuuming and mopping and getting some laundry done or whatever as a family, let's just say, how can I involve my kids in that? And yeah, you know, getting Matthew to unload or load the um, laundry is going to take probably double or triple the amount of time as it would take for me to just throw it in and out, but it's more fun for him and it shows him that he can grow in these skills too. It gives him a sense of confidence and of accomplishment and we get a big high five after, you know, and same thing with like mopping the floor. Like Matthew loved being my little mopper helper this year. And so he would either be the one to um, spray the little ground cleaner on the ground or he would be the one to help me mop with his like little mini mop. And so just there's ways that we can get them involved. And yes, it's going to look messy. It's going to be imperfect, but it's going to be a heck of a lot more fun and a lot less isolating if we just do it together as a team and as a family and play to your strengths. You know, I think so often in in marriage, we can feel, especially as, as moms, we can carry around the very heavy weight of the invisible load of motherhood. And we're going to talk about this in a follow-on episode because it's it's just something that so many of us struggle with. And the invisible labor is very real. And it can feel really disproportionate and, again, isolating in a lot of, um, I think, can be something that sparks a lot of resentment and bitterness over time because a lot of the work that we do as mothers is unseen. And so I just encourage you to communicate often and a lot about, you know, what you could use help in, um, where your spouse could step up or where, you know, you could receive help from others. Do not feel like you have to do it all on your own. So many of us fall into that trap and there's no no shame at all in asking for help, especially if it's going to allow us to instead protect our time and our energy for what matters most. So really be willing to assess for that, what that looks like for you and just continue to communicate often with your spouse. we'll have, again, like I said, we'll have more podcast episodes on this, but play to your strengths when it comes to how you can contribute around the home, especially if you're both working full time um, or if you're staying at home with the kids and you're trying to balance building a small business and also all the home tasks, you're also, when you're taking care of the kids full time, like that's a full time job too. So don't downplay all the work that you're doing, no matter what it looks like for you. And it's all hard. It's all sacrificial and it's all beautiful and it's all sanctifying. Remember, God is making you holy through all of this, and he wants it to be both stretching you and also bringing you joy. All right, so those are my top seven tips for what to do if you're in the thick of feeling the tensions and the guilt and just looking for ways to bring yourself a little bit more peace and feel more empowered through it. We don't have to stay stuck. We don't have to stay trapped in it, and I know it can be easy to feel like that and feel defeated in it. But the enemy wants you to stay defeated, but God does not. So remember that he is always with you and he's always looking to give you the grace that you need to do everything that he asks of you, but you don't have to do it on your own. So if you want a community of women to surround you who are navigating these things too, I encourage you to take a look. I'll put it in the show notes. My Renew group coaching community, I just opened up a new way of enrolling that reduces the barriers to entry for anybody who 
just really needs that community around them and would love some support from like-minded women who are growing in each of these ways too into their call and they're growing in the balancing act and so i know it's challenging and we all need a community all right i'm praying for you i love you sister and i'll talk to you soon